and welcome to AJC's Passport, the weekly podcast where we examine political events, the people driving them, and what it all means for the Jewish community. I'm your host, Sefi Kogan. Last week, Vice President Mike Pence spent four days touring the Middle East. The trip climaxed when Pence became the first American vice president to address the Knesset, Israel's parliament. In a speech rife with biblical allusion, Pence lavished praise on Israel and on President Trump and declared that the U.S. will open an embassy in Jerusalem by the end of 2019. McKay Coppins' cover story in this month's Atlantic was called God's Plan for Mike Pence. In it, he detailed how Pence's evangelical Christian faith plays a major role in his politics and in his relationship with the president he serves. McKay, we're glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. This isn't just presidential politics, right? The vice president has been a deep and abiding supporter of the state of Israel since well before the 2016 campaign. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, while I was researching the story, I found a 2002 interview he had given with Congressional Quarterly, the Capitol Hill newspaper, when he was kind of a young member of the House. And in that interview, he said, my support for Israel stems largely from my personal faith. In the Bible, God promises Abraham, those who bless you, I will bless, and those who curse you, I will curse. So, you know, I think throughout his life, he has seen Israel as many conservative evangelicals in this country see Israel, which is as not just a political issue, a diplomatic issue, or a geopolitical issue, but as, you know, a matter of personal faith and a fulfillment of God's promise in the Bible. And I think that, as with many other issues in Pence's life, his faith really informs his position and his thinking on Israel. You mentioned the rest of the evangelical Christian community in America, which is quite a significant group. 25% of our American population identifies as evangelical. How widespread is Pence's ideology in American politics? Are there other major American politicians who share his outlook? Sure. I mean, I don't know that they would all speak as openly about how their biblical views shape their position on, on Israel. But I mean, look, if you're looking at the coalition of political support for Israel in the United States, I would have to say that the conservative evangelical community makes up a sizable portion of that coalition. You go back to George W. Bush, uh, certainly, you know, more recent figures like Ted Cruz, Sarah Palin. This is a strain of thought that kind of runs through American conservatism, and it's really become kind of a litmus test issue for a lot of conservative Christian voters, especially as they're kind of sizing up presidential candidates or other candidates for office. George W. Bush, who you just mentioned, was probably the most famous evangelical politician pre-Pence, and he's remembered as a staunch supporter of Israel. Did he have the same kind of religious conviction informing his feelings toward Israel as Pence does? I think so. I mean, if you look back at the speeches that George Bush gave or the rhetoric he used around Israel, there obviously was a non-religious case that conservatives would advance. You know, you'd hear arguments about Israel's place as a free market democracy in a region that's probably hostile to American interests. And so there are a lot of practical and or secular reasons. But when you heard George W. Bush talk about it, he would often frame his agenda for the Middle East in terms of divine destiny. And you'd hear Republicans in his administration and, and Republican surrogates of George W. Bush talk about the promised land. And it was clear, I think, that religious and biblical views played a role at that time, too. 
McKay, while that stream of Christian theology does call for Jews to gather in Israel, it doesn't ultimately end well uh, for the Jews that do. <laughs> they, I think, were supposed to be wiped out in Armageddon. So it's a tricky question, but what is stronger in the vice president, his obvious affection for Israel or his desire to see the second coming of Jesus? <laughs> I think you would probably have to talk to, to ask that question <laughs> to Mike Pence. Um, but you're right. I mean, this is the, the kind of central criticism of what some call, you know, dispensationalist theology or, or that conservative Christians often embrace is that while the creation of Israel could be read as the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, the story doesn't end that way, right? And, you know, certainly you hear some people say some very extreme and or unfiltered voices on the Christian right will talk about gathering Jews in Israel and then converting them all to Christianity. I, you would not hear that as much from mainstream politicians like Mike Pence. Whether he believes it or not, it's not something that you're going to hear him talk about, and certainly not something that is going to be worked into the presidential platform or the White House's agenda, I don't think. Well, speaking of the White House, there's been much speculation about who is really at the wheel in this White House. Should those people pleased with the Trump administration's decision to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital be addressing their thank you notes to the vice president? <laughs> I think there is a good case to be made that Mike Pence deserves some of the either credit or blame for the White House's Israel policy. Jared Kushner also obviously, I think, played a role. Ivanka Trump did as well. There is a, a small cohort of advisors who have the president's ear on these issues. But, you know, Mike Pence, I think if you zoom out a little bit, he has shown himself to have a certain measure of influence on issues related particularly to the religious right in America. So the issues that they care about most, whether that's religious freedom for conservative Christians, whether that's issues like transgenders in the military or, you know, gay rights or abortion or conservative judges, those are issues that Mike Pence often is taking a more hands-on role with. And I'm told that the president is not blind to the fact that his most loyal supporters in this first year of his presidency have been white evangelical Christians. And so he wants to keep them happy. So I do think that Mike Pence, because of that dynamic, has been able to play an outsized role on these issues. And, and certainly this issue or the broad set of issues around Israel are top of mind for a lot of figures on the religious right. One thing that many of us noticed as we watched Vice President Pence's speech at the Knesset was the way that he highlighted a desire to support Christians in the Middle East, even though, as the vice president himself noted in his speech, often it's Muslims in the Middle East, as well as other religious minorities who are the most persecuted communities. What should we make of that? Yeah, this is a fault line within the religious right in America, because on the one hand, you have this long history of bulletproof support for Israel, right? This is kind of a, a plank of the platform for conservative Christians in America. On the other hand, you then have kind of this growing movement, and I would say that this has gotten more attention in the last five or ten years, where there's more people talking about persecuted Christians in the Middle East and, and the need to stand up for that. And there's been some tension. I remember in I want to say in the lead up to the 2016 Republican primaries and kind of the pre-primaries, there's a lot of debate about 
how much attention, how much priority should be placed on helping those persecuted Christians as opposed to just focusing on Israel. This has been a, uh, a growing divide, and I think that it'll, it'll continue to be a flashpoint in the intra-Republican debate that is taking place here. McKay, thank you so much for your insights and your time. Uh, we hope to have you on again soon. Hey, thanks for having me. Our next guest is Rabbi Noam Marians, AJC Director of Interreligious and Intergroup Relations. Noam, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Sefi. We just heard from McKay Coppins about how Vice President Pence's evangelical beliefs affect his politics. You are uniquely positioned to help us understand this Christian movement that comprises fully a quarter of the U.S. population. What defines an evangelical? Is it a set of beliefs? a certain type of practice? Evangelicals are very diverse, but evangelicalism, as it is generally understood in the United States, is a description of religious people within Christianity who espouse a born-again experience in which they embrace Jesus in their born-again state taking on a very personal commitment in their religious understanding that goes well beyond their birth family, but to their personal commitment. It also is characterized quite often by attaching greater authority to the biblical word than is perhaps common in other Christian denominations. In some cases, even a literalism But looking to the Bible to answer today's issues and concerns. And finally, they believe in evangelizing, in spreading the good news, in bringing other adherents to Christianity. Recognizing the diversity in that community and in ours, what is the relationship like between evangelicals and American Jews? Broadly, evangelicals and Jews share one very important common cause, and that is support for the state of Israel. What informs that evangelical interest in Israel? I imagine that many American evangelicals would be surprised, even scandalized, to learn that Israel has universal health care, that the state pays for abortions, that Israel's Muslim community governs its religious matters under Sharia law. Is there any understanding of Israeli culture and society, or is the affinity entirely theological? As I mentioned a moment ago, evangelicals look to the Bible for direction, perhaps more than any other Americans. And many of them espouse some degree of Christian Zionism, and they look at Genesis 12, 3, and they see that those who appreciate the Jewish people will be blessed. And they see the centrality of the land of Israel in terms of the Bible, and that's their key vehicle by which they identify with the state of Israel. McKay actually cited a quote that Mike Pence had cited in a 2002 article where he writes, as was promised to Abraham, those who bless you, I, God, will bless. Those who curse you, I will curse. Yes, Genesis 12, 3, which is uh, cited often by them. Va'avarcha mevarchecha u'mekalelcha aor. 
They see in their understanding that the destiny of the Jewish people can be a blessing for Christians. So that's what they believe. Does that bear out? How does that evangelical support for Israel play out in American politics? Does it find expression in policy or is it merely symbolic? It does find its expression in policy. Even though evangelicals are not monolithic, there are even liberal progressive evangelicals who are more ambivalent about support for the state of Israel, and even some at the fringe who dabble in BDS, boycott, divestment, sanctions, movement against Israel. But the overwhelming majority of evangelicals expect their political leadership to be supportive of the state of Israel, and no group uh, other than American Jews is more reliable in their support for the state of Israel than evangelicals in the United States. And in terms of sheer quantity, you probably find more evangelicals who would cite support for Israel as their reason for voting for a candidate than you would find among American Jews. One cannot ignore the fact that there are tens of millions of evangelicals. And as a block that is so committed in its majority to support for the state of Israel, that's an incredible force in the American scene. Should we as Jews be wary of that support? American Jews, by and large, are welcoming of evangelical support for the state of Israel. After all, they are a central part of the American experience. They are large in numbers. We do not need to agree with evangelicals on everything. And we know that most American Jews disagree with evangelicals about a lot of things in order to accept, embrace, and appreciate their support for the state of Israel. Noam, thanks for joining us. We look forward to having you on again soon. My pleasure. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Sefi Kogan. This episode is brought to you by AJC, the American Jewish Committee. Our producer is Alex Zeldin. Our sound engineer is Scott Reitherman. Tune in next week for another episode of AJC's Passport.